Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to everyone's favorite show about plastic surgery, health, and beauty. This is Nip Talk. Now, we got a special show today. Sarah couldn't make it. My fault. I had to change the show time. So I got a guest co-host today. This person's in medical and pharmaceutical sales. So we're going to talk about do drug reps own doctors? And then, because for the first time ever, we have an all-guy crew, we're going to talk about some guy topics. Do men get plastic surgery? And what do men think about women in plastic surgery? And that's all coming up right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk, an honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle with your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us so much. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. And with me, not as always, is Mr. Robert Dressel. What's up? So Happy Robert Friday. is one of my best and oldest friends. We've known each other since college. And he is in medical and pharmaceutical sales. True, and true. I thought that he would be a great addition to the crew today. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us. In the box, we got Travis. Hey, yo. And we have an all guy crew today <laughs> to talk about topics about women. How terrible is that? We're going to get canceled, I think. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but that's why I picked some topics that, you know, maybe are a little bit more, you know, male, male oriented. Is, so, I like um, it. I like but yeah. So, uh, Robert, so. You have you done you've done both medical and pharmaceutical sales? Yeah, a little bit of variety. I've sold advertising, all kinds of good stuff. So, but pharmaceutical sales in the sense of going in and talking to doctors and write my drug and all of that stuff. So, helped with some of the um, I guess insurance side of things okay. as well as hospice. So, that was during COVID, some oh, man, tough I stories. Oh, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, tough stories, but yeah. um, all good learning, helping people. Excellent. Well, I do appreciate you coming on. And so because you're here, I want to talk about a topic that you hear about like in the news all the time. And that is just the huge influence that the pharmaceutical industry has on healthcare. And so this segment is about do drug reps own doctors? And, uh, you know, I... I have a lot of opinions about this. I want to. I'm going to go over some just data that I have, and and, and Robert, please chime in if you, if you absolutely if I say anything that you think is accurate or inaccurate. So, so this is data from a few years ago. I, I couldn't find the most current data, but for, in 2016, the pharmaceutical industry spent 30 billion billion with a B dollars in the United States on marketing, marketing alone. And of that, $6 billion was for visits to doctor's offices. I assume that's salaries to pay people to go out and make the right. calls, right? Right, right. And then $13 billion was in samples. Believable. And, and then $1 billion was direct payments. And I, I think direct payments is, I would assume that's, and you might know this better than I, that's probably more like like gifts, like lunches and stuff. That's not cash money, right? Or so there's a variety of ways that they could have classified it that was in 2013 16 16 okay so i can't remember the years but the sunshine act came right. out and we're gonna talk about that nice yep. and so what that direct payment is probably talking about is if you're a speaker let's say you speak oh for right okay that makes a shoe company they, because you love their shoes right then you get a stipend okay. yes yeah okay and that makes you, perfect sense you get paid to go yeah. to the training and that sort of thing so gotcha. that's more of the direct payments but gotcha, gotcha. yes so and why this is important about the marketing because right you know some people might say well I mean, who, who cares how much drug companies market like they're a private corporation and i'm I'm really like kind of a free, you know, capitalism kind of guy. So I'm going to kind of give my uh, thoughts on that in a little right. bit. But, but the reason it's important is because far, far and away, the U.S. has the highest drug prices in the entire world by, by an enormous, by enormous amount. And, and so this brings up some discussion of whether or not this is, you know, a, a good or bad thing, right? Obviously, People at first at first glance say, "Well, that's bad. If if the drugs are expensive, that means it costs more for the insurance, which drives up healthcare costs. It costs more for the patient, and so you know that's <coughs> one thing that is definitely negative about how much money spent. But I always like to be devil's advocate and look at both sides of things. And yep. so, one of the good things about you know 
the pharmaceutical industry having that much money is that the U.S. leads in discovery of new drugs uh, by an enormous margin. I mean a huge margin. Yes. In one year, and and you can correct these facts. I looked these up, so these are from, from papers I read, but you probably know just as well or better. The U.S. creates six times as many new drug patents every year as the nearest second place country. I believe like it. They, they do almost half of all drug patents in the entire world. I believe it. And so that is one thing that, you know, is a positive of these of these corporations having this this much money is, you know, if, if we didn't have these pharmaceutical companies creating these drugs, you know, we might not have the next antibiotic for the next bacteria that becomes resistant. We yep. might not have the next cancer drug. Um, you know, my, my mom has leukemia that 15 or 20 years ago would have killed her in six months. Right. But there's a new drug out now and she takes the pill and she has no side effects. Wow. And she's basically in complete remission. And she has been for, I think it's five or six years now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, these drugs do save people's lives in addition to making people's lives better. Well, you took some of the words or some of some of the things I was going to say is... I stole your thunder. You stole my thunder. <laughs> Just like old times. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, anyway. So, a big part of it is is that it's like any company. Let's, I mean, drug companies and all of that stuff, it's a very hot topic. And a lot of people right. are on this side or the yeah, other. Yeah, right. And we we'll, let's let's talk about Exxon Mobil. Okay. So if, if they just go down the road and go, okay, we've got all this oil, then we're good and we'll produce it and sell it. But they have to go explore right. and innovate. Exactly. Right? And you need money so, for that. Right. And, and that's what I compare it to. Is like, okay, they're going to hit some dry holes. Pharma is going to do the yep. same. They're going to lose money on certain things. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, it's different. Right. And it is, you know, it is like there's two sides of the story because drug prices are stupid expensive, especially when they're under the 13 and a half year patent. Right. You know, once they go into generics and things do get cheaper. Um, and even speaking to that, so it's a multi, it's not just drug companies there's so many things in between like with pharmacies well with oh, pharmacy okay. benefit managers and insurance companies and there's so many things that it's like oh the drug companies get the bad hit because they're charging too much for this right drug. there's middlemen exactly yeah so everyone's taking a slice of the pie from you Bingo. know the, the factory or from creation to you know i exactly. get the drugs from the pharmacy you know everybody is is taking a little bit of a hit yep um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely see both sides of that story. I mean, obviously we want to make healthcare as affordable as possible because we want our citizens to be as healthy as possible, but there are some benefits to the drug companies having those bigger budgets. And, and you, you can see it clearly in the amount of new drugs that the United States makes. So, um, but not all doctors, uh, are as kind of a neutral. I feel like I'm neutral. I don't necessarily love drug companies, uh, at all. I'm, I really feel kind of, you know, ambivalent to them. Um, right. Because uh, I can see both sides of it. But they're, not all doctors are, are like me. There are many doctors that are just very against uh, the pharmaceutical industry and how much, um, uh, how much they have influence on doctors. And I, I had a study, Travis, I think it, it's just a, a still picture of that study. You can throw that up. Yeah. So this is a study from uh, just a couple years ago uh, from American Family Physician uh, talking about how physicians should refuse pharmaceutical industry gifts. And it went on to say, uh, three, three points that I pulled out of this were, one, they said doctors should refuse, refuse to meet drug reps or, or medical reps, okay. which I, I completely disagree with that. Um, they should refuse gifts of any sort, which, I mean, I, I tell you, I, I'm gonna talk about the old days. And nowadays times, right. you don't really get very much, we get like, we get like Chipotle <laughs> if we let it's someone true. come in the office. It's true. And, and you know, and it's nice because I, then my employees get a free lunch. It's Absolutely. not just me. I can get free lunch in the hospital, you know, yep. but my Good employees point. get a free lunch. So it's a little bit incentive. So I'm, I'm not really against that either. And they also said that you should refuse all drug samples. Now, as a surgeon, I don't have, I, I shouldn't even say that. That's not true. I do have some samples, not necessarily drugs, but more for my wound care patients. I like get some creams and things I get, like yeah, that. Yeah, I get samples and medications. 
And I tend to use those for people who who either don't have insurance or, or have problems buying them. So I actually really, really appreciate having samples. And the article went on to say, oh, well, you know, people will say they give them to those without insurance. That's not true. I mean, it's been true for me everywhere I've ever been as long as I've been in medicine that we right. use samples for mostly, not all the time, but mostly we use them for people who don't don't have insurance or or. Yeah. or that kind of coverage. Absolutely, and I, I've always talked about samples as being kind of that gap. Um, I used to sell a nose spray, and some people wouldn't want to go invest into it or buy it or whatever until mm-hmm. they try it. Right. But as well, you know, that patient is in your office in primary care or somewhere else, and they're suffering, and it may be diabetes or, or whatever. Well, they've after you send the script in, it's got to go through the insurance. The pharmacy has right. To it takes it. time. This is a stopgap. So why yeah. not use that sample for that? And and I mean, insurance or no it. insurance, yeah, I'm all for it. You know, but I mean, now, consider it a bribe. No way. I, I will say, you know, I've been. I don't. know. When did you start this industry? Because I know you didn't start it's about right 2013. Okay, so, so about 10, 12 years. So I've been in this game since around 2000. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, I know I'm ancient, <laughs> but. Um, experience. So I will tell you that the the 2000s and before was the wild. It was the wild west. I've heard great stories. I mean, I I as a resident got taken on a trip by uh, one of the companies. Now it was Absolutely. for it was for a, a conference, but they paid for my airfare. They paid for yep. my hotel. They took us out to dinner every night. I mean, I'm a resident doctor. I'm nobody, nobody. But you know, they saw the as an investment in the future. Absolutely. Um, I saw them, and, and they would also take people out and do like inappropriate <laughs> things. Take people to places that I've, that, I've heard stories. I mean, like I mean, just unbelievable things that I saw happen. Yep. You know, in the 2000s. Uh, you know, and I never saw like a lot of direct payment type stuff, but the amount of money that they spent was just uh, almost obscene. Absolutely. And, and I do think that that certainly could influence people. I mean, a, a little bit. Yeah, you don't think it does, but at the end of the day, when it was that lavish, it it was. Yeah, it I was, mean, it was crazy. I I never got to experience those things. I'll say. Yeah. Um. I mean, when I came in, the pharma code was signed. I couldn't give a doctor a pin. Yeah, without documentation. Yeah, right? no, yeah, no, no, I couldn't. We didn't oh, have them like, oh, they when I started, yeah. um, which, like I say, I mean, 20 years ago, 25 years ago seems ancient. But, yeah, I've heard stories about trips. I remember an attorney told us a story in training about um, if if these doctors wrote this one HIV drug, then they would send them to this conference in con france oh my gosh well that's how we got all the rules but i agree with them yeah. you know so it's that whole i i want to teach you about this oh. drug but yeah. i'm not trying to get in your pocket or your patients or anything like that yeah. so well things changed obviously from the wild west to today and you mentioned it earlier yep. and that was the physician payment sunshine act of that was 2010 that came through with the Affordable Care Act. Yes. And so that was a big thing that went through. I didn't really realize it at the time because I don't have quite as much interaction with reps as a lot of doctors who right. have high volume practices. Um, but this Sunshine Act of 2010 increased the transparencies of gifts made by pharmaceutical companies to docs. And this is a searchable thing. And it, and it really kind of put a little bit of brakes on the lavish spending. Yes. You know, which... Uh, you know, I I don't think that that's a bad thing. It was pretty crazy in the 2000s when I was doing it, and I'm sure it was even you know crazier in the 80s and 90s. Absolutely. Um, but this did cause a significant decrease uh, in the amount of spending. Well, a decrease in interactions with reps and doctors by about 14%, and also a decrease in samples and, and a decrease in spending. Yeah. So, um, you know, my, my take on this like everything, I like to see every side, and, and generally, I, I'm a very kind of centrist person. I, I do think that probably the 80s and 90s drug pharmaceutical spending on docs was probably not a good thing because Definitely. when they were spending that much money, they probably were influencing behavior. Absolutely. Do I think that happens today because someone brings me Chipotle? No, <laughs> I just I just don't. I mean, yeah. I, no one's going to influence me with that 
with with something like that. I mean, I can get a free lunch anywhere. I pay for my own lunch. Right. Um, so you know, and and maybe uh, maybe it's just because I'm in the specialty, and maybe there are people spending more money out there, but you don't hear about it, and so I don't think it's quite as prevalent. But uh, on the other hand, I don't like what the article was talking about about you know not letting doctors meet reps. I mean, I I think that that is is a, a good thing. I agree. So one of the things. I always tried to do was use, I mean, their time is valuable. Your time is valuable. If you're a primary care or a family doctor, you're seeing, you know, 30 patients, 40 patients. When do you have time to study new drugs and compare this one to that one? And the big one cost, you know, docs would ask me, you know, well, how is this covered? Well, that's a multi-layered issue, but letting them know how their patients can get it but as well just hey these are these are the simple things right it just makes everything easier when you have a representative helping you through the process like learning yep. about it and and all good doctors should go back and, and check their work and and i do that all the time when when reps come to me the first thing i always say is show me the study Absolutely. show me if you don't have a study i'm not interested if you have a study about your product i'll at least you know look at it and see if it's something that might be applicable yep. um I had a doctor uh, that didn't want to see any glossies. He told me no glossies because he had been on board uh-huh. on boards and he had so tell people those. tell people what glossies are. So I know what you're talking about. But. Is basically something you go in that has the study and it's very specific and it's this much better and it's yeah. this much faster. It's the and bullet that sort point. Of thing. Right? It's the bullet point, but yeah. it's all pretty. And it is good. I don't want it to be pretty, darn it. Exactly. And so he told me, he was like, no glossies. Don't bring me a glossy. And I fully respected that. He's been an allergist for years. He wants papers. Like, what did he want? He he just wanted the relationship to talk a little bit of that. Yeah, very good. So he he gave me some pushback one day, and um, it, it was fine. It was more of a resource for him that was that was showing all the drugs in the category. We ended up being really good friends. Yeah. He took me down to his wine cellar below his um, office. office he had a wine cellar below his office? He made the wine below his office. He was like a chemist, <laughs> really cool. My gosh, so, I'm like um, lagging yeah, behind here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you did send me one clip uh, when we were talking yeah. about this yesterday. And so Absolutely. Uh, this is another kind of angle of the pharmaceutical spending that I think is worth at least talking about for a minute. And this is from the Joe Rogan Show. Uh, so, Travis, can you roll that clip for Big us? Fan. Well, here's the first problem. Advertising for pharmaceutical drugs on television. Yeah. Advertising for pharmaceutical drugs is illegal in every country in the world, except for New Zealand and the United States. Wow. Because you shouldn't be able to influence people to want to take these drugs that they may or may not need. That should be entirely a conversation between you and your healthcare provider. Someone should be giving you an educated understanding of what the pros and cons are, and this is why I think you need this, and this is why you should take that. Yeah. It shouldn't be you coming to your doctor. Ask your doctor if la 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 is right for you. Do you have days or blah blah blah? Do you have that? Yeah. Well, la 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 is for you. Ah, oh. but it's crazy. It's like everybody wants to be happy. So if the problem with advertising is. I mean, it's one thing if you're advertising for a nice pair of shoes or something like that. I don't find any problem with that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to things like drugs, and especially when it comes to antidepressants and when it comes to these things that they're advertising constantly on television, constantly on YouTube, just constantly, the amount of money is so extraordinary that they put into advertising. It's such a huge chunk of the advertising budgets of television shows. Every show. Every show. So Joe Rogan talking about that he has a little bit of beef with the fact that pharmaceutical uh, companies can advertise on TV. So I'll just go ahead and give my opinion on that. I disagree with him a little bit. Like I said, I'm kind of a free capitalism kind of guy. If they want to advertise, let them advertise. I I think that his fear that someone's going to go to a doctor's office and get put on this drug just because they asked for it is, is probably unfounded. It, it may it may get the person to inquire about it to their doctor, but you know doctors at least all the doctors that I have historically worked with are, I mean have a pretty strict regimen for how they you know prescribe drugs absolutely and absolutely. so you know I don't think it's a bad thing though because 
it does get people thinking about their health care. And when someone sees an ad on TV for, you know, a certain drug, they that might stimulate them to go to their doctors, which right. we're always trying to get people to go to their doctors. That's one, True. one of the reasons that some of our metrics are not as good as other countries is because we're not great about going to the doctor. True. Americans are independent. We're stubborn. We think, you know, we know it all. I mean, you know, and we, it, we don't go to the doctor. But, you know, I think that that has the potential to get people into their doctors, at least start a conversation about yep. whatever issue that may have they've seen on the TV. Um, and I, I just don't feel I, – I'll tell you, and granted, I'm not a primary care doctor. But right. zero times in the 20 years I've been practicing medicine has someone come into me and said, hey, I saw this ad on TV for this drug, you know, will you give it to me? Um, and granted, I don't prescribe a ton of drugs, but there are other products, you know, medical things that right. are advertised, you know. Right. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? So uh, supposedly it does happen a lot. Um, <laughs> really? Okay. Of, Everything of, I said is wrong. No, I'm sorry. no, no, no. But it's, <laughs> it, I think it just depends um, I'm with you on the free market. Yeah. There's one other country in the world that allows it. New Zealand. Boom. Winner. I only know that because I, yep, I, yep, I, yep. I watched And I love movie. Rogan. I wish Rogan would hear this. Rogan's coming comment. on next week. No, no he's not. not. I wish he would. That'd be awesome. That would be I'd fun. be here. I'm a big fan. Are you? Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever watched one of his episodes. He, uh, Is it he, really good? I need, do I need to watch it? Yeah, man. He's got all kinds okay. of good people on, but he's fair and he'll listen. Yeah. He's but he'll balanced. do his research. Yeah. Oh, that's good. He's like us. Exactly. Yeah. You know what you're talking about. But yeah, I, I think it's good. The key is a patient having those right expectations, kind of what you've talked about with plastic surgery, like, uh, not really going to get that, but this yeah. is what you can expect. Well, and that's where the doctor needs to come Absolutely. in and, and do their job, which is to say, okay, this drug is appropriate for you for these reasons, or it's not appropriate for these reasons. And, and I feel like most doctors do that. I, I don't think there's a do you have a lot of patients come in with their list or WebMD? I guess it's different. Oh, dude, but... yes. Like like with questions? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I do very frequently, and I love, love that. I've talked about this many times that I, I really almost insist on my patients being informed. Yeah. And so when I'm talking about surgeries, like I inform them, but I love when they kind of pre-inform themselves. Absolutely. And I always ask, okay, did, did we cover all the things that you brought? And usually, because yeah. I've done these consults a hundred million times, right. They're like, yeah, you answer all my questions. Or sometimes they'll come up with a new question. I'm like, oh, that's a yeah, good one. So, that's a good one. So, so Travis, weigh in on on the. I mean, I this is probably not in your wheelhouse, but uh, well, any any thoughts? I, I, you've been kind of quiet in there. I'm gonna really hit you up for the next two segments. So I'll be ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but uh, I mean, what do you think? Like, is I mean, there's I don't know. Any, any thoughts on the pharmaceutical industry? You <laughs> know what's funny? I've, I've never personally walked into a, a doctor's office that I've had and requested a certain medicine that I see on TV. Most times, I'm not going to lie, whenever I see a medicine on TV, it kind of makes me not want that medicine for really? whatever reason. I don't know yeah. why. It's because if they have to advertise for it, it probably <laughs> sucks, right? <laughs> and I think they tell you like all the side effects and stuff like that yeah. on the commercial. If you upfront. take this, your head might fall off. You'll right. get herpes, is, is rabies. It is, is it that plus? bathtub in the middle of the nowhere thing that kind of scares you to see like wait a minute <laughs> nobody Cialis. takes a bath like that what's up <laughs> we went straight to Seattle's this turn uh, left <laughs> it's yes. so funny because like they show these commercials and the people are all like having the best time of their life right. like, exactly like and out in the field <laughs> flying a yeah. kite and you're right. just like I ain't doing that. I mean, will right. I do that if I take this drug? Maybe I do need it. I don't know. It, that's what Rogan was talking about, too. Exactly. It's like, this, I mean, really? Yeah, you know, I don't so. know. Right. I, I, don't, I, I just tune out. When I see a drug commercial, I'm just like, like my brain just shuts off. Right, and right. Fix. I feel like it's almost like work. So like, I don't like have to think about drugs when I'm at home. Like, I mean, it's right. like a work thing. So Interesting conversation, though. Yeah, Very it is. So, all right, guys. Listen, if you're out there. Let me know what you think about uh, do you know does the pharmaceutical industry have too much power in the United States? Do they spend too much money? I mean, there are definitely pros and cons. It does drive up the price of drugs, which drives up the price of healthcare. But as I said, it does lead to a lot of industry. It leads to a lot of innovation and new drugs, which I mean, for me have you know saved my mom's life. So, and I'm not just saying all these things because of that, but I mean it is a true true, true. fact. So, let me know what you think about the pharmaceutical industry. Sometimes they're bad guys, sometimes they're heroes. Here, we're just talking honestly about it. Absolutely. Just having an honest chat. Be real. Be real. Are you on Be Real? No, I'm not. Do you guys I, know what Be Real is? Yes, I know. Travis, do you know what Be Real is? Uh, I know a rapper named Be Real from back in the day, but that's about it. Nice. No, like the app Be Real. Do you know uh, I know. No, no, I so, do yes. Are my, you on Be Real? No, my niece and nephew do it, 
It I'm pops it. up automatically. Yeah, you, you take have, a picture of yourself and then where you are. Yep, but you have two minutes to, to do it. Yeah. That's it, yeah. I, you, my, my daughter, Danica, got me on it. And I actually, I really enjoy it. And it's funny because, so I'm on Be Real. Hit me up if you're on Be Real. I'll be your friend out there. Um, <laughs> I'm on Be Real, and uh, like 90% of, of my friends are my daughter's friends. I have two real friends, that's it. There's an anesthesiologist I know that has it nice. and one of the scrub techs. Nice. And so I, I need more adult friends on Be Real. Absolutely. So if, if, if you like Be Real, hit me up. <laughs> I can't remember my name. I think it's Bruce Herman or something or BF Herman. I can't remember. All right. Moving on, we're going to talk about some guy stuff because this is a one time Bring only on. that we've had an all guy crew, which I feel is probably terrible since we talk about a lot of women's <laughs> stuff, no, Sarah. No. We miss you, but no offense, Robert. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, but, uh, but I thought we could talk about some more, you know, uh, men oriented topics about plastic surgery. And the first one, which is the obvious one, is do men get plastic surgery? Mm. So. Uh, you know, I'm going to throw out some, some data here. Um, we're going to unpack all this. Uh, you know, when we, we talk about these plastic surgery topics and we have these uh, segments, it's almost always about women. It's almost always about women. Good point. And it's not necessarily true that women completely dominate the plastic surgery and aesthetic market. Now, they do kind of dominate it. So for... Uh, if you take everyone out there getting surgery, aesthetic procedures, it is 90% wow. women, 10% men as of the latest data. Um, and I guess, you know, the first question, well, and second too, that number is shifting. I mean, it's, it's getting bigger on the men's side, right. but it is absolutely dominated by, by women right now as the primary consumers of plastic surgery and, and aesthetic treatments. And, you know, I mean, I guess one of the questions would be, why is that? Um, I, I think some of the answers are obvious. I mean, societal yeah. pressure on women, I think, right. is much higher to, and I, you know, completely unfair, but it is seems like societal pressure on women to have this, you know, appearance Absolutely. is very high versus, you know, men don't get that as much. No. I mean, we just don't. I mean, and I, I feel like I, I, I like to try care of myself and I like them very kind of, you know, into, you know, putting my best presentation forward. Um, but not, I don't get the pressure that women do. No, I, I feel it too. You, I mean, I don't feel the pressure, but I think men, sometimes we don't care. You, I mean, <laughs> we just don't care how we look women. It, Sorry. It's true though. I mean, if, if you go out and look at some guys, you're like, yeah. man, does he yeah. have a mirror at all? Yeah. But it's kind of like going to the doctor. I mean, who's the last one to go to the doctor? Men. Yeah, men. You know, terrible I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, we I'm push fine. through it and, well, and it's all good. And I think another obvious answer of why women are more into the aesthetic market is is pregnancy you know oh, yeah. i will tell you that of the patients i do surgery on the overwhelming majority are women who are kind of done having kids that is the classic patient that i see yeah um, because pregnancy and i feel bad for women on this pregnancy does a lot of things to your body that you can't fix on your own yeah you know if you gain a little bit of weight that's one thing but like if your skin gets stretched out you know, your breast gets stretched out, your, your abdomen, your your abdominal wall. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Absolutely. And so I think that women really kind of got the shaft on that one um, yeah. because, you know, for us, like, I mean, we don't have to go through that. Right. And, and that's not the entire reason. I think the societal pressure is a big one. Uh, I think that those two are probably the biggest. Um, but, yeah, the, the percentage of men getting procedures is going up. And if you look at it now versus in 2000, so – you know, a little over 20 years, there has been a 30% increase. So that means, I guess, what, in 2000, it was probably 7% men, and now it's 10%. So we have seen a pretty significant jump in that. And every year, it is going up just a little bit um, with men getting more and more stuff. What do most men get? Like, We're going to dive into that, man. You were <laughs> right on top of it. But I want to ask a question. And, and you guys don't have to answer this if you don't want. I'm going to answer. I'm not afraid. I'm going to answer honestly. If, if I told you that you could go... And have any any surgery or procedure you wanted for free, and you had a one percent, hundred percent guarantee that it was going to go perfectly, and you're going to get a perfect outcome. <laughs> would you have anything done? Like that, so, magic genie. It's a, well, it's, lamp, we'll say it's comes a, out and grants us the wish, right? Yeah, but it's but it's a but it's a procedure, right? The genie's okay. doing the surgery or doing the procedure, or whatever it is. So okay. you're it's not like he's waving a wand. Like you have to go have surgery or procedure right right, right. Like you actually have to have you it, have but, to... but you have a guarantee one it's free Ooh. so you don't have to worry about cost and right. two 
you're guaranteed to get fantastic results. Would you guys have anything Oof. done? And do you want me to go first or last? Uh, you you can go first if you want. I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I am kind of vain. I mean, anyone who knows me will say that. I do like to take care of myself. I mean, look, do you think this is natural? I mean, 100%. Come on. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, and so, um, you know, I... One thing I would do, I mean, I do take care of myself, so there's a lot of things I probably don't need because I'm, you know, I'm a runner and I do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always thought that maybe I could do like a little bit more on my jaw. You know, I don't have like a super strong jaw. It's not terrible, okay. and I'm not like super self conscious about it. But right. but I have noticed it in like you hmm. know, I like the people that have that like that Bradley Cooper jaw. You know, okay. Johnny yeah, yeah. Depp, like Very, that's, that's yeah. looks good, man. Yeah. I wish I had that. And um, yeah. and honestly, those surgeries are not really super invasive because most right. of the time it's done with like uh little like little implants so that's what i would do i mean okay i like that now one. if you don't have anything or you want to answer you don't Travis have this is like i'm going last i'm going last <laughs> no i'll go next if you want i don't mind <laughs> go for it go Are for you, it uh, um so if i could get any surgery and i knew it was gonna be perfectly fine um it would probably be like it would probably be lipo Lipo, okay. Yeah, it probably will be. And we're lipo. gonna talk about that for men, because that's a, that's a actually there's 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 something about that that makes that a little more interesting. Oh really? There is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. It'll probably be lipo. Like I'm I'm a proud big boy. I love being a big boy. But um for health reasons, I will probably wanna be smaller, faster, uh yeah. in like a shorter a amount of sleek. time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate the honest answer. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so I'm kind of in the same realm because I can okay. go up and down and wait. Okay. You know, I don't have that that uh, wonderful genetics. I'll blame it on that. I mean, not, it's <laughs> right. not me eating Bluebell. It's not that at all. It's not the ice cream It's not bourbon it's not at the beer. all. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. just like that right. more healthy, something I, like that. You I know, appreciate you guys giving an honest around. answer, absolutely. being real. I appreciate that. All right, so. We are going to talk about the most pop. I'm going to start. So I'm going to broke this into two categories: the okay. most popular surgeries for men, and this alters a little bit each year. So I mean, I, I can't remember what year I pulled this from. It was re- recent, but I, they may be off one or two. But I want to go through them. All right. So what do you? I, I'm, I hate putting you guys on the spot, but it's always kind of fun. What do you guys think the number one surgery, cosmetic surgery, not like Botox, but yeah. cosmetic surgery? Botox, right? Yeah, we we're going to talk about Botox. <laughs> oh man, I had a picture Botox. I was going to bring, and I forgot to bring it. Oh, remind me, Travis, next week I'm going to show this, even though it'll be a new show. I wanna, okay. There's a picture I want to show uh, because somebody sent me the most amazing male Botox before and after, and I meant to upload it, and I totally forgot because <laughs> it, it was really good. I looked at it, I was like, I'm going to get Botox. Oh, God. All right. But anyway, all right, what do you guys think the most popular surgery for men is? Number one. It's number one by a by pretty big margin. Mm. Um, yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, just those, I you've mean, got calf implants. You've got <laughs> what about like ab surgery? Abs. I mean, no. does anything in that well, midsection? That's what I was gonna say. The <laughs> nose. Yeah, rhinoplasty. Yep. Yeah, rhinoplasty is number one. So, okay. Um, so rhinoplasty is number one. That that makes up almost a quarter mm, of all plastic face. surgery for men. Hmm. Almost. It's like twenty two percent. Uh, second is blepharoplasty eyelids. Uh, that's something I do fairly commonly on men, actually. Oh. I literally just did a blepharoplasty on a guy last week. Um, so that's really common. Now, I will say that men mostly do it for functional reasons. Mm, um, interesting. You know, because as the eyelid skin gets too much, it starts to obscure your vision. But it's still considered a plastic surgery. Uh, so rhinoplasty, blepharoplasty. Number three, I didn't believe. Number three, they said, was cheek implants. Which uh, maybe that's jaw implants, like I was talking about. Well, just I, I mean, guess cheek defining... to me, cheek to me is up here. I, I, yeah. I maybe maybe they meant facial implants because I just find it hard. And this was from the uh, uh, the Society of Aesthetic Surgery, so this is like a pretty good list that I got. Yeah. It said cheek implants. I really feel like they meant facial implants because that would include everything. Right. And that would make more sense. Right. I really was scratching my head on that one. So number four was liposuction. Now I want to tell you guys. Because I'm a, I'm a breast and body specialist, so I do tons of lipo. There is a problem with male liposuction. And this is something that most people have no idea about. So I'm about to drop some truth bombs on you guys. Uh-oh. And I'm going to – I may, may like bust your bubble here if you guys were running out to get this free surgery I've been offering you. Um, <laughs> so women tend to collect fat externally. And what I mean by external is okay. they collect it external to the muscle layer. So that means like you know hips – this, the tummy, okay, right. but it's external to the muscles that separate your insides from your outside. So basically, it's just under the skin. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Men 
are much, much more likely to get intra-abdominal fat. The beer belly guy typically will have a pretty normal fat layer on the outside, mm -hmm. and they have a lot of, of fat in their viscera, their omentum. Yep. And, and I've had many men come to my office asking for a liposuction consult, and I go and I examine them like, look, I mean, you, you may have a tiny bit on the outside, but like this, this, this belly is not necessarily, I can't get to it. Because yeah. if it's internal fat, you can't lipo that. I mean, mm. you'd be poking holes in your, in your bowel. Right. And now that's not always the case. Not always the case. And I've seen women who have a little bit of extra girth and it was from intra-abdominal fat. Uh, and then I've seen um, some men who do collect it more externally. Yeah. I think it's a hormonal thing. I really need to guess dive into why that's a thing. But I, I, I have found that to be true the overall majority of the time. Wow. So it's a little bit harder to do lipo on men because a lot of times you can't get to where you the weight to is. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing. All right, moving on. Otoplasty or ear ear molding. Yep. And a lot of that's done on kids. I mean, I they do sometimes on adults. Hmm. So, But the last one is one I do literally all the time and probably the most common surgery I do on men, and that's gynecomastia, the man boobs. <laughs> you know what's boobs. funny? So uh, Cindy Herman is watching. And, oh, and hi, I, Cindy. I didn't know how to pronounce it, but I was going to give it a try, but you beat me to it. Oh, gynecomastia? She is. She did say uh, surgery for gynecomastia. Yep. And also, uh, the little Herman is watching as well. Oh, Danica? Uh-huh. <laughs> Danica's says, probably really sad that I didn't invite yeah. her to come to course. <laughs> she Sorry, says her Danica, friends next are time. watching. Next time. Um, so uh, gynecomastia for me is super popular. It is a super, super common problem. A lot of men have this, and either they just don't care or they hide it. Right. But so for those who don't know, gynecomastia is when men get either the nodular part behind the nipple areola that's more like what women have, or the breast mound itself where they look like they have a female breast, yeah. or they can get both. And the cool thing about this is it is a easily, easily correctable surgery. Uh, my, I think the satisfaction rate for the gynecomastic surgery I've done in my career is, uh, I think, 100%. Nice. It is very easy to fix. The recovery is very simple. Um, and uh, the only downside is, is it is very, very tough, not quite impossible, but very hard to get insurance to cover it. A couple of, a yeah, couple of insurances sense. will still do it. TRICARE, which is the military insurance, oh, still does it. Good. I know for a fact because I've, I, I've seen plenty of, um, of uh, service people for it. Right. Um, but yeah, so gynecomastia. On a lighter note, a buddy of mine used to uh, try to work out his chest more. So his chest would be bigger, so his belly didn't look so big. Oh, dude. We, <laughs> so, like, there you go. We talk about that all the time when we do consults for mommy makeovers, which is breast surgery plus yep. tummy tuck. Because people will be like, oh, I want to get these really big implants. Like, we well, have to remember, like, when we do the tummy tuck, this is all going to be a lot, lot smaller. So right. it's going to make this look bigger. And, and you have to kind of counsel people on that yeah. because it does make a difference. Yeah, right. the biggest tree in the forest looks big or something. I exactly. can't remember. Exactly, so yep. All right, so most popular non-surgery treatments. Robert, what's the number one most popular non-surgery aesthetic treatment for men? Botox. Botox. My nurse is really hounding me to do Botox. I, I'm very kind of blessed. I don't have a lot of wrinkles, but I'm just starting, look, you can kind of see them. If you look, see it right there. Now, when I don't do that, they're pretty much gone, but you can almost see them. So I, I'm, I may try it. I, there is one thing with doing Botox on men, and this is a good thing to know. Hold on. What, we, what would she say about me? I'm like, mm. Yeah, you could use it. You we could use all it. could use we, it. Everyone could use Botox. Absolutely. I, I make almost $0 on Botox. I'm not lying. The, the margins on Botox are super thin. But I'm telling you, Botox is one of the best things for staying young. And it's like cigarettes, man. That stuff sells itself. Like you give somebody this stuff, and they are going to come back. Right. I just wish you, you know, made some money on it because we don't make very much money on Botox. Um, but it does get people into the office, and it makes people happy, and it looks good. So yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, Botox. The problem with men. So it is very common with a standard injection pattern of Botox to get an arched eyebrow. Okay, and women like it. Women manicure their eyebrows commonly absolutely. to be arched, but men. Do not like it. And so if you are a man and you're going to go out there and you're going to get Botox, you need to make sure that your injector knows about that because the quality of injectors is all over the map. There's people that are phenomenal and there's people that I wouldn't let give my dog Botox. Right. And so um, you just need to make sure if you're a guy going out there that they understand if they're going to do your forehead that you, you don't want an arched eyebrow look as a man. Typically, I mean, if you want that, go for it. I'm just saying in general, it's not like a good look for a dude. Right. In yeah. my opinion, I mean... I don't mean that. Maybe some people like it. I don't know. Okay. 
The next most popular non-surgery is something I love and I do every year, and that's laser resurfacing. I love my laser machine. I talk about it all the time. I'm due to get it. I can't wait. I mean, it, it tightens up my skin. I swear I look five years younger after I do it. On the face? or Yeah, face and neck. Do your okay. face and neck. Um, it resurfaces everything. Like, people always comment on my skin after I get it. It's basically, I mean, it's not painless, but pretty much. Like it doesn't uh, hurt. Really. I mean, you put numbing cream on and your face yeah. burns a little bit. There's a little bit of downtime. Like, it is a laser. It's a laser. I actually so, carved up a pumpkin with our laser one. one no, Halloween. that's yeah. awesome. So I really like laser hair resurfacing. Number three, laser hair removal. Hmm. I will admit I've done that before. I'm going to probably give you guys TMI right now. Just, no, not that. Not That's not a manscaping <laughs> thing. Oh, gotcha. But no, I don't like chest hair. I just don't like chest hair, and I don't know why, but, I mean, I don't mind hair everywhere else, but, like, I, I used to shave my chest, and then I did On laser. yourself or on us? On myself. Oh. On oh, myself. sorry. I don't care what you do, man. <laughs> as long as your chest hair isn't reaching out and grabbing me. Like, right, right. Uh, so I did laser hair removal on my chest, and nice. I really liked it. The only thing is you do have to – I did it oh, probably 10 years ago, and I probably need to repeat it, but, I mean, it lasted a long time. So I like laser hair removal. I uh, think we should have a uh... – a skit or something and and you can do it on Travis and I and see how it works laser you know? hair removal yeah what do you think Travis you in <laughs> is, does laser hair removal hurt uh, no, no it doesn't no the um the, the the light is warm okay it's warm okay but I mean we do like women's you know area areas right, yeah right. right and they do fine so okay and we don't have to For numb sure. it up like you know you use a little cooling gel and and it's like yeah that's kind of warm but it's right. not too bad okay so. got you yeah I, I would try it I, I don't mind hair whether it be on my chest or whatever but um or like arms and all of it so i don't really mind hair but i would try it yeah i would you, try if you want it i'll come in i'll give it to you for free man <laughs> it doesn't cost a lot to use it so okay uh soft tissue fillers would be number four so that's like the fillers that women get, which I found that one surprising. That's like not, the lips and stuff. Could be anywhere. Lips, okay. nasolabial fold. I can see some guys doing the nasolabial folds right. um, because it does make you look younger. Lastly is microderm abrasion, which is just skin treatment. So so anyway, I want to talk about the ones. I, I have two more things to talk about on this topic. One, what do I think are some of the best surgeries for men? Um, I already said one. I think gynecomastic surgery is great. I mean, I yeah, I guess because I do a lot of it, um, and I'm not saying that to drum a business. I just think they're cool surgeries. You can take something that a, a man feels super self-conscious about, which is having man boobs, and you can make that go away. And I bet you, I bet the feedback you get is yeah, amazing. it's good, yeah. And so that's, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. I think eyelids are great for men. It's functional. It's cosmetic. It's pretty simple surgery. Right. Uh, rhinoplasty, obviously, is a big one. I mean, for those people who want to have a better nose, rhinoplasty is great. Just make sure you go somebody who does a lot of rhinoplasties. I, I don't do them anymore. I just kind of got into my niche. Um, I do think Botox is good. I'm kicking myself because I had a great photo. I'm going to show it next week. Make sure you tune in. I want you to see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm going to have you moths get Botox. And then I love the laser skin uh, resurfacing and the skin tightening stuff. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's not very invasive. It gives good results. It's not super expensive. Um, and so I want to do, uh, you know, uh, the final thing is, is there a good reason for men to have these procedures? I can think of two. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I guess you probably don't have any problem with men doing stuff, right? I mean, I mean, you don't think it's girly? Would you, like, think less of me if I went and got plastic no, surgery? No, you do you. I mean... I, that's how I feel, too. You know, I'm just like, I, if you want to have plastic surgery, man, go get it. Like, yeah, absolutely. But I have two reasons that, that like, are actually good reasons why men might consider it. And I'm not saying this... For to try and, you know, cap people come out. So I'm just trying to look at all right. factors. One, there is a lot of research out there about the fact that people's self-image and body image do go up and their self-confidence, which affects a lot of factors in their life when they do a procedure and they get the outcome they want. Absolutely. That has been well documented in the literature. Um, you know, it, it can make a difference. You know, I don't feel like you should go out and get something thinking that oh, this is going to change my life that's right. the wrong way to go about it but if you're like hey this one thing you know my man boobs bother me or like you know i want these like jaw implants exactly. and you go do it typically you're going to feel better about it like like there's a very high possibility the second one is ageism is ageism in the workplace that mm. is a real thing people like Absolutely. there was a huge lawsuit yep. against google because they were pushing out men that were older and these guys want a big big lawsuit and there's a ton of research to show that people who look younger either retain their jobs more get more promotions 
or just do better in 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 general in business. And so, yeah. you know, I mean, someone my age, if I was in, I, you know, fortunately can't fire myself, but if I was in the corporate world, I mean, I might think about it more seriously because it, it does make a difference. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, we all say, oh, looks don't matter and this and that. But when you look at yourself and you have a little bit more confidence and yeah. you're happier, you're like, oh, man, that looks good, yeah. you know, or whatnot, then, yeah, absolutely. That's going to boost your ego and... All right, I want to do some quick recap of this segment. This is a quick recap on our segment about do men get plastic surgery? And the answer is yes, they do, but not quite as much as women. It's about 90% women, 10% men in plastic surgery and aesthetic treatments, although men are increasing each year as more men find that they might want to go under the knife or get some treatment. Some of those popular things men do are rhinoplasty, eyelids, sometimes liposuction, Brotox, laser treatments. I think a lot of these are good. However, there are sometimes some certain things about those treatments that specific to men need to be addressed, such as Botox and how it might arch your eyebrows or liposuction and is it internal fat versus external. So uh, I think there are some good reasons that men might consider plastic surgery. One is there's a lot of studies that show that it increases their body positivity, their overall self-confidence, which does weigh into other areas. And also that ageism in the workforce is a real thing and looking younger always or has been shown in studies to make you more successful at work as well. So if you want to learn more about that, watch the whole segment that we did on do men have plastic surgery. So cool. Oh. All right. Nice. One last segment and we'll kind of go through this with quick one. Cause we've been, uh, we've been really digging into these, man. I like, like it. This, I like it. This has been good. <laughs> so, uh, we can, we might get in trouble on this one. So just, um, we got to tread carefully here, I gentlemen, <laughs> because we're, we're, we're treading in dangerous waters, but I want to do a little segment on, men's views on women having plastic surgery uh because you know i think we see that a lot out you know on social media that you know women are very open now about plastic surgery which i do think is a good thing and it generates a lot of opinions if you go into the comments on somebody talking about plastic surgery you will see both positive and negative things True. and uh but i'm going to start out this segment i'm going to say one thing is that if you're a woman thinking about plastic surgery the only person's opinion that matters is your own. You absolutely 100% should not do any type of treatment based on the influence of anyone else, especially some dude. So I just want to say that what we're about to do is just kind of informative and for fun, but you know, don't take us seriously because obviously we're all knuckleheads here. So. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> true. So, true. okay. Um, first off, what does the research show about this? Well, I did pull a study. I'm going to throw up the study, a picture of it. Travis, this is under the knife, unfavorable perceptions of women who seek plastic surgery. Uh, this is a pretty recent study that was uh, looking at people's and specifically men. They, they broke it down. Men's opinion on women who were seeking plastic surgery. And this study just kind of made me angry, if I'm going to be super honest, because the, the, the general gist of this article says that men do look down on women who are thinking about having plastic surgery, which kind of blows my mind because if you took the befores and afters of, the, of these women, I bet most men would say that the afters look better, right? If they're done tastefully. Obviously, there's bad plastic surgery out there. Sometimes there's bad decision making and True. people get stuff that maybe doesn't look good to most people or other people. But I don't know this. That, that article just kind of made, annoyed me because one, I mean, I guess if you're asking someone directly what their thoughts are, I, I don't think men should ever necessarily tell a woman they need a plaster. That sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, that's but, a bad um, idea. But to say that they look down on somebody because they're thinking about having a procedure to you know, help their self-image. I don't know. I think that's kind of low. What do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. And, and I'm with you on the same thing. Like, don't do it to make somebody else happy. Because Bingo. You're not, I mean, you're not going to. It's Right. I mean. That person is not like point, your friend yeah, if like they're absolutely. out there trying to get you to have something. Yeah, you know, no, done. no, no. And yeah, hey, honey, you need to go. Let, let's work Dude, out together. I, so no. I will tell you, I have times in my office when a woman will come in for consult and then the guy will start speaking up about what she needs to have done. And that annoys me to death. And, and I, and I will kind of like stop and say, I will say to the woman, which, you know, might potentially run off the customer. It's like, right. listen, this is yeah. your decision that's, you know, we can give you input or ideas, but like you need to make the decision on your own. Like, you know, this is for you, no one else. 
And, you yep. know, I get kind of nervous whenever I see husbands kind of being domineering like that. It just yeah. makes me kind of... Yeah, I, I think it's off. like, I mean, this is maybe a bad comparison, but with men, you know, having the, the big trucks and this and that, it's like they're trying to hide something. So <laughs> maybe having those men that do that in your office are trying to say, oh, look at me, you know, because it makes them look better and feel good yep. about, you know, having this sort of look in a wife or spouse or yep. girlfriend or whatever. But well, yeah. I did I did find it interesting that 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 there in more than one article says that people kind of look down on, on women who are seeking plastic surgery. I, I, you know, I obviously as a plastic surgeon don't share that. I mean, we, you know, we just in the last second talk about what we might do if we wanted to have plastic surgery. So, um, but, uh, what I was going to do is I wanted to go through and ask you guys as, as men, you know, just like what you thought about some procedures, you know, I, and, and I mean, I can weigh cool. in, but I've, I've, I've done that a million times and I mean, I will weigh in, but, I mean, my first thought on people having plastic surgery is if you want to go have surgery, do if you want plastic surgery, do it. I mean, be safe, do your research, you know, don't do anything dumb, but like, you know, do it for yourself if that's what you want to do. I mean, I feel like that about a lot of things in life that hey, yeah. if you're not hurting anyone else, I mean, do what you want to do. Right. At the, at the end of the day, if you want to go after this career or that career, that's, I mean, it's kind of on you. How's it going to affect the family or this or that? But Ultimately, yeah, you've got to live with it. And so I don't I mean, do it makes you happy. I don't exactly. Yeah. I mean, to a point, I think you can look at it and go, well, she's not happy. And she thinks this surgery is going to make her happy. And it's yeah. not and this and that. And it's maybe those things are true. But at the end of the day, you know, if it's a confidence booster, yeah. if it's something that's always been a problem or they've been teased about like right. a nose or yeah. You know, small breast or big breast or whatever. You know, you don't know what's going on with them, and so let them do it. I yeah, mean, don't judge them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I want to ask you guys about specific procedures because I know both you guys are out there in the dating world, right? So you probably like see this stuff like out in the wild. I, you know, I've been out of the dating scene for like out in the, the wild. Century. Out in the wild, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're oblivious. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got the blinders on, right? I'm walking around. Yep, All right. Yep. So what do you think about? about girls and Botox. Do you have any opinions? I mean, so and I'm not at, I'm not making a medical opinion or anything. Like, just what do you think? Did you think it's good, bad, both, indifferent? Trouble's you first. Oh, Trouble's going first? Yeah. Right. Um, Trouble's, do you even notice? I mean, and I bet you probably do after being on the show now for two years. Right. You probably it's, notice these things. So what do you think? Like, So I, mean, I do notice it more, for sure. I do notice it more, for sure. Um, I would say, like, girls with Botox. I, I don't mind it. Like, I, I really don't mind it if it's done, like, in moderation. Okay. Um, That's probably the only I, thing I, I was I feel like, like that's going to be a recurrent theme in the things we talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, if you if you ask me to pick a side, like, black and white, if you ask me to just pick a side, I would lean towards the side of not having it. Okay. Just because I do, like, more of a natural look. Look, I think um, we are all like gonna like age eventually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's just my man mentality. Sure. Man, but dude, dude, I, I like the honesty, man. That's right. totally cool. We oh, are all gonna age. I, I've all, I, and I'm speaking about myself now, not about women. But right. I, I, that's how I've kind of felt about Botox. All that I'm, now that I'm starting to get some wrinkles, I'm thinking about changing my mind. Sure. It's like, but I had that opinion too. It's like, well, I'm just gonna get wrinkles, like you know. Right. It's just going to happen. It's one of them things. Like, I, I'm going to love you with your wrinkles, and I hope you love me with my wrinkles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. All right, Robert, absolutely. Botox. I, I mean, I hate to say it. I'm very similar. You know, I think for me, over the line is when it's really obvious or yeah. the really puffy lips or yeah. it's just not my style. Yeah. Right. You do you, boo, as they say, but <laughs> it's just not. I mean, and I, I don't. At the end of the day, I don't care. How are yep. you going to treat me? Yeah. And how are you going to treat yep. others? Well, right. and I say this literally all the time on the show. If there's like a tagline for the show, this should be it, is that the best plastic surgery or aesthetic treatment, but the best plastic surgery is the plastic surgery that no one knows you've had. Absolutely. They think Thanks. that you look good, yes, but like they don't know that you've had it. And so I think that, that you know, Botox, like the next one is fillers. I mean, I, I, you could say the same thing about fillers. I've done fillers on people that look amazing and i if i lined up 10 people and asked them if that person had fillers they'd say no they'd right. say that person just looks good right. right and i i think that you know when you talk about botox you talk about fillers i i personally like them i do i mean i uh, i think a lot of people can really benefit from them but i think that there's just such a fine line between what's right and then too much 
And True. I think a lot of people go past that, and I think that that's why there's a, maybe some negative connotations with Botox and, and fillers. Where do most people. fillers go? I know lips. I mean, you go, so the most common areas are lips, nasolabial folds, which is right here, because as okay. we age, our face does like right, this, right. and then you can soften those up with a little bit of fillers. Okay. Marionette lines here. That would be the most, and then there's cheek fillers too that are pretty yeah. good yeah, because yeah. as we age, our, our mid face starts to hollow out, and so the cheek fillers will restore that. Once again, you can restore it to where it looks normal, or you can go overboard and look like who is the girl that we had on? Oh, Aaron Moriarty, remember that? Trelvis, the girl from uh, the boys or whatever. Oh, she yeah, had yeah. like the huge cheeks. And we're like, oh my god, did someone punch her? Right, right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think you know, a good amount's good, too much bad. What about breast augmentation, guys? You like. You like that? I mean, is it kind of the same thing where if it's tasteful, you like it, and if, if it's too much, you don't? Or uh, I I mean, I'll jump in. I Same thing. I mean, you know, I don't know what you went through with kids and right. how many and all of that stuff. And at the end of the day, could have been a, a cancer thing or, yeah. or whatever. Could be reconstruction. So yeah. who cares? Yeah. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know. But yeah, being out, out in the wild and dating and you, you see a variety. I bet you see it out there. Everyone, their grandmother has a breast augmentation in Dallas, Texas, I think. For sure. Yeah. I will say I, I will say that though. I guess with like the plastic surgery, I'm more um lenient, I guess, on that. Um like if, if because at the end of the day, like it's her body. If she wants yeah. to do that, if she feels that she needs it, then of course I'll support it hundred percent. Nice. But um I, I would <laughs> Yeah, of course. I would more so be inclined to having that done if she sees it fit than anything else. Yeah. For all sure. right. I'm going to, I mean, I think we're probably going to end up saying the same on all of these. I, I've just listed some procedures out, like I'd lipo and all that, but I'm going to ask you about one that might get some different answers and that's uh -oh. Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You knew it was coming. I wouldn't <laughs> I leave it out. I knew that was coming. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you guys. I'm going to, I'll go first. <laughs> when I look at the befores and afters on Insta, yeah. I'm like, Dang, that looks really good. I mean, mm -hmm. they they do look good right off the bat. I mean, and, and and some of it is like, what do you prefer, right? I mean, right. do you prefer like a more athletic build or a more curvy build or whatever? I, I do think that a lot of those BBL picks look fantastic. Mm -hmm. The reason I don't like BBLs is because they're dangerous. Dangerous, right? And like, there's some long-term problems with them. I, I actually do like the results like right off the bat. Now, they don't always stay like that, and that's right. the reason I don't like them. But I guess, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Have, BBLs. So I, no, I, not the procedure, but like just the look. Right. I, I I've seen some some good ones and I've seen some bad ones. Yeah. So I I would I would say yes too. Like I would okay. lean towards the side of yes, but yeah. um it can go left really quick. Okay. Yeah, I think that's sure. a great answer because I mean that's I mean, uh, all of the downsides of the surgery aside, right. the actual results. I mean, absolutely, they can look really good. I absolutely. Mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so for me, I think it's overall package. And looking at an overall look of a woman, like, does it fit? Does it not fit? Right, you, it should be proportionate, right? right, right as right. well as, like, yeah. am I attracted to them? Because mm -hmm. for me, I'm, you know, looks, are, we're all getting older, but at the end of the day, like, if you're going to be with them all the time, looks are important. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, but, but it's, well, I honestly, personality is, is way more important. Yeah, at the top of the list. Yeah, absolutely. But, people, you know, women are out there like, they're lying, but no, I, it's true. No, I mean, it, it is so true. I might not have said that in my 20s or Right, as when an you're 20 years old, old, it's different, right? When you're, you're like, like yeah, you 30s, know. 40s. You know, <laughs> but truly, it's, you know, yeah. kind of the natural look and feel and. You know what's the the long term effects there? So yeah. I don't have any. I truly don't have any hard fast rules yeah. of I will not date somebody right. that, that is this, this or, that. Yeah. or that or. I, I what like about they had elf ears? Redheads, <laughs> elf ears. Blondes, what about elf ears? Elf ears is a definite yes. I mean, <laughs> I would I would absolutely date someone elf ears. That's a hundred percent yes. Absolutely. I would do that, and I'm not lying. <laughs> because why not? It's a good <laughs> yeah, conversation. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. Does your you girl have elf ears? Yeah, does yours not? I mean, come on. The, the Renaissance Fair? I mean, that's Dude, you, when you got to dress up, it would be I know. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, yeah. I'm going to do a quick recap. So just now, today, we were talking about men's views on plastic surgery. And first off, women, who cares what men's views are? If you <laughs> want to have plastic surgery, do it as long as it's safe. But unfortunately, there's some data out there that shows that, that oftentimes men think less about women who are seeking plastic surgery. I think that's crazy. If you have something you want to do and it's safe, 
you know, and, and you can do it, do it. And, and don't worry what men think about it. You know, these things are, are for you, not them. And that's really all needs to be said about that. We kind of give our opinions on stuff, and it doesn't matter. If you want to do something that makes you feel good and it's not hurting anybody, you do it. So that's all I'll recap I have for that one. So. Absolutely. All right. I think that's all we have time for today. Robert. High five, buddy. You did good. I appreciate Absolutely. you filling in. Thank real you quick, so much. Real quick, too, Dr. Herman. Yep. Uh, Cindy says Nighthawk. He has to be the next guy guest host. Oh, um, he, okay. And he said maybe one day. All right. And my buddy Nighthawk going to be on here. <laughs> it's not his real name, but I might be. Nice. But anyway, all right. Well, that's all the time we got for today. We will catch you guys next week. I think Sarah will be back, and we'll talk about some less guy stuff next week on Nip Talk. <laughs> See ya.